0: You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. All right, welcome to The Better Man Podcast. Adam Charno here in studio with Chris Harper. So Chris, back in, um, golly, I was in seminary and was doing like some college ministry and every once in a while I'd go talk to the youth right the high school ministry or the junior high ministry and so one of my favorite messages was to talk about what we're going to discuss today kind of satan's strategy mm. that comes out of James where James talks about how we are lured and tempted yeah. right that that's one of satan's strategy and so it made me think of just fishing and how when you go fishing you lie. You lie to the fish. That's right. You hide the hook. You hide the hook in a worm. But a worm's not appetizing to us as humans, right? And so I'd be like, well, what are what are we lured by? So if if Satan was fishing for me, what could he get me with that I would want to bite into, and there'd be a hook in there? And I was like, well, of course, hostess cupcakes, right? Because oh, they're the best, so good. And so I was like, I just schemed. I don't know where my evil brain came up with this idea, but I came up with this illustration where I bought the box of eight. Hostess cupcakes, and oh. I took one out of the box, like, opened the box real carefully. Took one out, carefully opened that clear plastic wrapper, and I took a fish hook and I stuck it in the middle of that cupcake. Oh, wow. And then I would use an iron and kind of remelt the plastic. <laughs> That's legit. And then I would tape the box shut again. <laughs> a little oh, afraid. And this, is a, this is a key point. I would take a bit, like a permanent marker, and put a, a, like a red dot on the bottom okay. of the one That's that good. I did. So then when I was when I was up there teaching, you know, wherever it was, I'd be like, you know, when when Satan tempts us, he never just dangles a fish hook in front of your face and just says, "You want to bite on this, right? You want to yeah. you want to eat this hook and b- let me lure you away mm-hmm. and he always, and I'd be like, I'd bring out the hostess cupcakes. I'd be like, this is what he does. And it, <laughs> sin comes to us, look like a cupcake. And, That's it? And I would take that one that had the dot and keep it on my lectern, and I'd throw the other ones out to the crowd. Oh, wow. And then I'd I'd open it up and be like it's like this you think you can take a little nibble but sooner or later and then I'd break it open and I pull out the fish hook and people are freaking out they're like <laughs> well how did that fish hook get in there and the people that were eating them are like I'm not eating this anymore and that's right so it was uh, that was that was it I just gave away my magic trick uh, on how I did that but it was I, I will have people and this is this is no joke people years later will be like I remember that fish hook illustration yeah, right? they and do. I remember how powerful it was for me. Just even thinking about that—that that that's the way—and so that you know it'd be like the the to do was so for us in our battle against sin, let's just pray that God will help us see the fish hooks. That's right. In the middle of all these cupcakes that the mm. world tries to throw our way, yeah. And um,
1: and that was my strategy, bro. It's such, first of all, it's such a good illustration. Yeah. And second of all, it's the reason why no one trick or treats at Nobody. your house. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fishhook guy. (laughs) Like, Like, how is he not in jail right now? Absolutely blackly. All of it. (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, no. But it's so good, man. Satan's, you know, Satan's not like, um, you know, um, omnipresent. He's not omnipotent. He's not, you know, uh, he's not everywhere, all knowing, right? So his strategy has never changed. Mm -hmm. It's the same strategy, and and praise be to God. Like we have the Book of James that lays that strategy out and it's and it's kind of four moves right james tells us um, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it's fully grown brings death yeah right so it's it's desire ungodly desires that become temptations that become sin and that become death like yeah. that's the strategy yeah and what's so good about that is as men if we know the enemy's strategy, like we can poke holes in the armor. That's right, and 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 that's what we need to do. We need to know, like, how do we how do we combat against um, ungodly desires that become temptations that become sin that become death? Because death is what we want to avoid. And James isn't necessarily talking about a physical death there, even though physical death is the end of all things. We see that in Genesis 2, right? Sin, the end result of sin is physical death. But more so, James is talking about that spiritual death, that, that sin disrupts and breaks our fellowship with God. Uh, it's the loss of spiritual life and flourishing, right? Sin keeps us from claiming our full inheritance. It, it keeps us from enjoying the fullness of the relationship with God, and that's what we want to avoid. That's right.
0: I remember, again, probably walking with Jesus one or two years, uh, sitting in a, a young adult Bible study, and the guy teaching went through that passage in James, and just yeah. my eyes going, that is great. That is exactly how it works. That's it. And so you're right. Knowing that strategy, we referenced GI Joe in the last episode. Always great to bring him back. Like knowing that, but that knowing that is only half the battle. That's right. And um, and that's great to be halfway there. But but it does start with understanding the enemy's tactics, so that we can start to develop that armor, come up with our own strategies against it. The part that I that I didn't quite get that I think I get now, just being a little bit older, was. Uh, what may tempt you and your desires may be different than mine. That's right. Right. So yeah, there's nothing new under the sun, and no temptation that seizes us except what's common to man, as Paul talked about in First yeah. Corinthians. But there can always be some subtle nuance. Like for you know, you, you were uh, uh, talked about on the last episode. I like nice stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That may not be my jam, but right. mine may be. Um, I I like to relax with uh, with food and wine at night or something yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it could be different temptations, That's but right.
1: It's following that same strategy, right? Man, that's exactly right. And knowing Satan's strategy, we can we can Cobra Kai this thing, right? right. Strike first, strike hard. <laughs> yes. Like just straight sweep the leg here. That's, I mean, right. I mean, I mean, that's so what we're going So we've got G.I. Joe, we right. got Karate Kid. Yeah, Let's get some more 80s it's, it's references as we go through. single-handling. Oh, so it's cupcakes. That's oh, very 80s. It's the greatest podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, that's that's what this equates Prepare to. Prepare for your phone to
1: blow up from <laughs> this one. So that's, that's right. That's good. So, so knowing knowing Satan's strategy, like we don't have to play defense, we mm. get to play offense, That's and I good. think, I think one of the keys. There, there are two keys. One we'll talk about this episode, and then one we'll try to address in the next. But I think it's that moment between temptation and sin that you just referenced. Good. Um, we need to acknowledge, and again, I don't think we say this enough in church today. Um, temptation is not sin. That's right. Temptation does not mean sin is inevitable. It does not mean sin is unavoidable. Like temptation is. For lack of a better term, a warning light. Yeah. Right? It's okay to be tempted. And how do I know that? Well, I know that because Jesus was tempted. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus was tempted and it's okay for him to be tempted who yeah. was without sin, yeah, I think that's then good. Adam yeah. and Chris can be tempted. For sure. Uh, and, and it's okay. Um, so, so, first and foremost, I want to say temptation is not sin and every temptation is escapable. Mm. It's escapable. The Bible. The Bible says that, 1 Corinthians 10 13, God always provides a way out. So I think as men, sometimes we have what I call the diving board view of sin um, or the diving board view of temptation. Like temptation is this eight foot span and then we plunge off into the deep end. That's right. And that's not how the Bible describes temptation at all. The Bible describes temptation as this long hallway. And the further we get down the hallway, the more likely we are going to sin. But like every three feet, God provides an exit door. That's right. I,
0: I like that. And every and and maybe even to add to that, the doors in the front part of the hallway are like massive. Lit you can up. fly a an airplane through them. <laughs> okay, why. the the doors way down at the bottom. There's still a door, and your body can still fit through that. <laughs> right. But it's much. It's going to be there. You may scrape yourself a little bit.
1: That's it. <laughs> as you're oh, going that's through that such door. a good analogy, Adam. That's right. Yeah. That's so good, yeah. And and like as you get down the the hallway of temptation, like like God saying, no, no, there's an exit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, wait a minute, Chris, there's another exit here. And 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 what He's wanting us to do is is turn from that temptation and and like head through one of those doors. That's right. The problem with us is we don't like we keep walking further and further down the hallway. Until we get to the moment of sin. That's right. Until we get to the moment of sin. And and at that point, we just go, well, I had no choice. That's right. Right? I had no choice where it's
0: like, no, we had lots of choices uh, Uh, that that we chose to ignore. So this is good uh, to think through that, that that – uh, so I, I, you, were, you made the the observation like between desire and temptation, that's where the doors
1: typically are, right? Yeah. Well, between temptation and sin.
0: Okay, temptation and yeah, 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 between
1: temptation and sin. So there's a moment between temptation and sin where, where God is still offering a way out. That's right. And, and what's beautiful is let's say we do get to the sin point. Um, before death he still offers a way out. That's right. Like he still offers forgiveness like through the shed blood of Christ that we can still cling to. We just just don't want to have to always keep going back to that well even though that well is inexhaustible. Yep. And that's, you know, that's the good Calvinist in me saying that. I yep. mean, some people are hearing that right now, and they're going to scream antinomianism. They're going to scream cheap grace. Like, 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 I'm not saying that at all. Right. Like, like, the fact that the well of cleansing is available doesn't mean I abuse it. Yep.
0: And this is where, um, like, the, the story I heard about Billy Graham, right, that mm-hmm. he would go into a hotel room and ask them to remove the television. Yeah. In some ways, what he was saying was, that feels like a really big door that I'm just going to walk through now. hundred percent. And, which is great. So like his heart is in the right spot with all that. Doesn't necessarily mean that every Christian has to remove every television from every hotel room. That's not a law. That's right. That was a, that was a man who was taking responsibility for his walk with Jesus going, but as for me, I'm going to walk through this door and I just want that television removed. That's right. Right. Um, and so again there may be somebody that's like, "Well, this is why I don't this is why I use a flip phone or this is why I don't have cable or yeah. direct view whatever it is or this is why uh, I don't even go to bars anymore that's or right. this is why I never I never invite a girl over to my house when my roommates aren't home." That's right? right? It's because they're just they're not trying to be legalistic. They're they're trying to just go, "Those are big wide doors, I'm just going to walk through them cuz they're easy." Easy right. doors. Easy right. doors to walk yeah. through. We,
1: we, we know our temptations, right? So I had – when I first came to Christ, um, I had to establish a rule at my house with my roommates that after 10 o'clock, we couldn't have girls in the house. Right. And that's just because after 10 o'clock, like, bad things began to happen. Yeah, not much good is going right? to happen. Right. I, I remember Chris Rock, uh, the comedian, once said that um, if we want to stop the majority of bad things that happen in the world, he said, just turn off all the ATMs after midnight. He said, he said, if you're going to an ATM after midnight to withdraw cash, it's it's probably for something that's Life not. Life has taken a turn. <laughs>
0: <Surprise>. <laughs> that's so funny. It makes me think, have I ever been to an ATM after
1: midnight? That's yeah, funny. I'm yeah, about to think through that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> something not good was about to yeah. transpire. <laughs> So so it's like after ten o'clock, man, we just don't have girls in, right? Like yeah. we're gonna walk. We're we're gonna walk through that door. And as you said, it could be it could be different for everyone. You yeah. know. Um, I don't I, I stay a lot in hotels. I don't necessarily need to remove the TV. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'd hate not having ESPN to watch at night. That's right. But for Billy Graham, man, that was a safeguard. That was his thing. Yeah, and right. I have other safeguards, that's right? right that he didn't have. Yeah, and um, Billy didn't go around
0: preaching in a sermon saying, And you, you must have to do yeah. this, right? And that's where like If you've got something in your life, and we're maybe off on a little tangent here, but if you've got something in your life that is just a big, wide door for you, don't make that a law for somebody else. You can share. That to go. Eh, this is helpful for me. It may be helpful for you, but yeah. man, it, for you and I, I'm the same way. I mean, like the I don't even turn the TV on. I mean, the phone is enough, and I can right. watch YouTube <laughs> and do whatever I can catch <laughs> catch the sports things there. But it's like, but there's other safeguards. In fact, I was even talking to my 14 year old about this on um, on thing thing that may be a big door for my wife and I that we just walk through would just be like some of the movies we watch and That's just it. going. We we love the IMDb app, and it tells us why it's rated R. Yep. And it's just like, eh, that's a big door. Let's walk through that one. That one's got some stuff in there that we don't want to see. So yeah, that, absolutely. that's a big door for us. And, but I don't, I don't put that burden on others. That's right. Just, but if you want to talk about some of that stuff, I'd be happy to share with you why mm. uh, we choose that. But, um, but again, it's, it all starts here with understanding that strategy. There were, there were enough movies I watched that was like I would feel guilt and shame afterwards or it led to other behaviors and going, what? Oh, Oh, it was because there was a door. Yeah. And that door was when I put the VCR tape in <laughs> or when I put Bro. the DVD in. Uh, that was the bigger door that I didn't have to watch that.
1: Man, that, that's so good. And And I think another big piece here that – um, I want people to hear I especially want men to hear is that we've been talking about like a lot of good like a lot of bad things yeah right obviously pornography things of that nature there are doors you can avoid and lusting and things of that like if you see a beautiful woman in the mall like it's okay to look at her and acknowledge in your mind and that's a that's a very pretty woman. Right. Right? It becomes problematic when you when you stare at her, well that's just creepy. Yep. But like and then you start to fantasize in your mind and like that's when you start getting down the corridor towards sin. Yep. Right? So, I think we've addressed a lot of bad stuff, but but one of the things I want to say today is like Satan can use anything mm. to tempt us and cause us to sin. Anything, even the good things, Keep right? Going, I like. Yeah, well, I yeah. want to hear what you're saying. Yeah, here. so, so I want I want our listeners to think about this. King David. Okay, so his entire life, David was bred for war. Mm. Okay, it was a good thing. Like he was a military strategist, like just a phenomenal, phenomenal military man. We know when he was <laughs> when he was younger, when he was a shepherd, the Bible says that he actually rescued some of his sheep from the mouth of a lion. I want you to think about that. Yeah. Like this is a young boy pulling sheep from the mouth of a lion. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> Like you can have the sheep. Well, if if I'm gonna I go tried, get another I'm not sheep. here to talk about it. Right, yeah. right. And and at one point we hear about him defending his flock against like wild bears. Yeah. Um, we know as a young man he slew a giant. We know that as king he he marshaled uh, Israel's army. He um, trained the three hundred mighty men like like David was was gifted and skilled in warfare. Hmm. So is it any wonder that when he sees Bathsheba and he wants her for himself, he uses warlike tactics to get rid of her husband? That's good. And this is the principle for that. When Satan has your heart, he'll use your gifts too. Uh. He'll use your gifts too. And I think I think there are some men out there that are listening to this that, that right now Satan has your heart and those good things that God has gifted you with that you're employing, like Satan is actually using those for his good. So, so for example, yeah, that's what I was going to go. There, there's a guy listening right now. Like God has gifted you, like financially, mm-hmm. like you're the guy that everything you touch seems to turn to gold. Like I've met guys like that. Well, when Satan has your heart, like you're still going to have that gift, mm-hmm. but Satan's going to use it, and you're probably one of the most greediest, like power hungry. Like secretly, you wanna you wanna have the bigger house than your neighbor and the That's nicer right. car than your coworker, yeah. right? Because God's taken um, God's given you that gift, and Satan has taken it and he's using it for his purposes. Mm-hmm. And and you could see the rabbit hole here. Like we could go on and on with this. You're you're listening to this today, and you're you're like a good looking guy. Like yeah. you're a handsome. Like God reached down and chiseled your jawline, mm-hmm. right? And because Satan has your heart. Like, man, he's using that. You're, you're mistreating women. You're taking advantage of women. Like, um, people find you attractive, and you're using that um, for your own, you know, glory and benefit and, and anything, any good gift that's right. Uh, uh, that comes from above. Yeah.
0: Let's even go like a, a quick mind and that is able to take thoughts and arguments and articulate them well. 100%. Um, that's a great gift. And you can maybe use that – you're using that as an attorney, as a teacher, as um, a counselor, something like that. And you use that to gaslight, to win arguments, to make it look like you never do anything wrong. 100%. And so, yeah, I like what you're saying here. Like I mean, you're the one on Facebook things,
1: everybody hates. That, that's right. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> yeah, and even – like I think about um, – like I'm witty. I'm funny. Like that's a gift. I can um, – uh, you Know kind of on the spot, yeah, right. But when Satan's got a hold of my heart, like that, wit really quickly turns to sarcasm mm. and it goes from being funny to like I can tear you down, yeah, and to be hurtful. I can, I can go, um, like I love to encourage people, but bro, just as quickly, like I can make you cry, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've done it to my wife, it's shamedly like I admit that, yeah,
0: probably at a game night. Because in Spade, she was playing something terrible, and it was
1: terrible. It was y- it was actually catchphrase, catchphrase. Okay, and I, I made this. her and her friend cry.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it's bro. But, it's <laughs> but that's uh,
1: been there, done that, and uh, I'm not allowed to play yeah. it anymore. That's right.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, you're but, right. So. But
1: but that's that that's that whole temptation into sin into death. Like like don't think it just has to be something. Um, more common to men as anger and pornography, right? Yeah,
0: or alcoholism or, uh, um, yeah, all that. I, I like what you're saying there with all that, and I think that is a great nuance with all this. That when he has, if Satan has your heart, then he will use your gifts too. And so, these are these will be things that on the same day, the same skill set will be have been used for uh amazing good. Oh my gosh, and then hours later. It brought, yeah. it brought people to tears. Brought people to
1: tears. What does James say? With the same tongue you praise mm, God with, you tear others down. That's right. Right? And it can happen in a matter of moments. Yep.
0: So, if we're thinking about okay, we want to we want to battle this sin. So, we we talked about that in one of the last episodes that this longing for home, yeah. recognize we're in this war, we're armoring up. So, we understand these are the tactics of the enemy. And so um Probably just starting to recognize, like, where are my weak spots? What, what, what am I going to be tempted by? What are some of my desires? And then, how can I start to look for those those bigger
1: doors, right? right. Like to, to try to get to some of the practical here on what yeah. we do with this. Yeah. So if you if you were to um, look at the strategy, right? Um, ungodly desires give way to temptations that give way to sin that give way to death, and work backwards. The key to all this. Is fostering and cultivating godly desires. There we go. That's the key to it. Mm. Uh, That's what's gonna help you avoid temptation, which is ultimately gonna keep you from sinning, which is ultimately gonna prohibit death, Mm. right? So I tell people all the time like, you're never gonna be storm free. We're always in a battle. Mm -hmm. So we're never gonna be storm free, but God can make us storm proof and that's what we're going for. We want to be storm-proof, and you do that by cultivating godly desires, which I think we're gonna get into next week. Next week,
0: all right, there it is. That's a great tease, so you gotta come back next week. Come on. Better Man Podcast, (laughs) I look forward to it. See you, Chris. See you, brother. Hey there, podcast listeners. Just a second before you go. Today we have got a bonus, a free resource for you called Five Ways to Be a Better Man. We know between work, family, and life, it can be really difficult to find and practice a good model. For biblical masculinity. And that's why we record these podcasts for you every week. And that's also why we put together five ways to be a better man. So all you have to do to get this is go to betterman.com, put in your email and download this great free resource. You don't have to try to be a better man on your own. We are here to help. So go to betterman.com, put in your email and get five ways to be a better man right now. Betterman.com.